All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to uh, Divi Chat episode number 38. Uh, each week, some of the brightest Divi minds from all around the world get together to share their knowledge and expertise on running businesses and developing websites on WordPress and Divi. Uh, this week, we are discussing uh, a pretty popular topic that we see pop up in the uh, in the Divi Facebook groups quite a bit, and that is uh, selling Divi child themes. So here we're talking about uh, uh, premium themes uh, that people sell on, on uh, either third party or their own um, marketplace. So should be a pretty interesting topic, and we can't wait to dig in, but First, let's uh, have the panel introduce themselves. Uh, let's start off with uh, with Tim, Mr. Streifler. This is awesome. I never get to go first. Um, Tim Streifler here, broadcasting from Austin, Texas, and you can find me at divilife.com and timstreifler.com. All right, uh, Leslie. Hi, I'm Leslie Bernal, also here in Texas, um, and you can find me at a girlinhermac.design. Thank you. All right, uh, Jerry. All right, Jerry here coming from Southern California, and you can find me on montereypremier.com or on Twitter or Facebook at Fervent Jerry. All right, and the man that needs no introduction, Gino. Hey, hey, everyone. Gino Quiroz here, uh, founder and director at Monterey Premier, and you can find me on Twitter. Connect with me over there, and I promise I will use it. Uh, G-E-N-O-Q. All right, thanks, Gino. And I am your host uh, for today, uh, Corey Jenkins with Aspen Grove Studios and Divi Space, uh, coming at you from Northern Arizona. And I'm happy to be back on the uh, on the podcast. It's it's been quite a while. Woo! So, welcome back, welcome Corey. Back. All right, thank you. Yeah, yeah, thrown right into the fire like hosting it. So I have to like, refresh my memory and like write a script. Don't mess anything up now. <laughs> I'll, I'll, try, I'll try not to. All right, uh, so, so as mentioned, today we're discussing um, selling child themes and specifically Divi child themes in this case, uh, since this is Divi Chat. Uh, so we're going to talk about the uh, pros and cons, what a premium child theme is, the, the benefits of, of uh, you know, ha having a, a premium child theme, uh, the benefits of selling premium child themes, uh, what, what, it can, what it can do for you and your uh, company. Um, so I, I guess we can start off uh, with what's what is a child theme? What what is a premium child theme? Does anybody want to explain that? Have a good explanation off the top of their heads? Yeah, I'll take a stab at it because I just had uh, someone on my email list uh, send me an email saying what is a child theme, and so I haven't actually responded yet. But I was thinking through the easiest way that I could explain it, and, and that was all. That was all they asked, right? What is a child theme? What is a child theme? Yeah, it was such like a loaded question, as if it was just like a you know a one short sentence answer. But um, basically, a child theme is a way to customize a theme without losing the customizations when the theme updates. And so, uh, you know, your theme has. Um, I actually, technically, the, really the only files that are necessary to make a theme is a functions.php file and a style.css file. And so, um, and then most themes have, you know, he custom header files and footer and, you know, different things, especially uh, themes like Divi has a lot of different um, uh, files and, and code in there. But basically, when you make a child theme, you put, um, you copy over the files that you want to customize into the child theme folder. And when you make those customizations, it will it'll first load, uh, WordPress will first load the, the main default theme, or I'm sorry, the main uh, parent theme uh, files 
and then it will load um, your child theme customizations. And so basically when Divi updates or if you're using another theme, you won't lose those customizations because they're, they're saved safely in your child theme. And so um, that's a, a WordPress thing. That's not specific to Divi. It's just a, a way to safely customize. Um, that doesn't mean basic custom CSS. Uh, you can do that without making a child theme, but that's a whole other conversation. And so what, what people have, have done um, before Divi with other themes, um, and then now it's really popular with Divi, is uh, creating premium child themes, which is basically a ready-made website so that you can install and, and import the content and you have a ready-made website. And um, that's become very popular in the Divi community. Divi is very powerful, but just like any powerful tool, you need experience and, and uh, skills and talent to be able to turn that powerful tool into a, a beautiful masterpiece. And so a, a premium child theme is essentially um, a ready-made website. Right on. That was a great explanation. Very nice. <laughs> did you dictate that in your email? <laughs> I was actually hoping, Leslie, you would write all that down. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, it looked great. It looked like you weren't reading that off that list that, that you have right there by you. <laughs> so, 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 so I guess the next point of topic before we go leading into selling Divi Child themes is the, the benefit to the end user, the, uh, the person that's buying the, uh, the premium child themes. Does somebody somebody want to speak on that? What benefit the customer has? I'll take that one. Um, so for us, uh, our target audience has been the um, the web designer developer who is on a short uh, time frame and budget. You know, they have a nonprofit client or something like that. They know enough to get in there and uh, change things around and do things themselves, but they don't have the time. Uh, nor the budget, so they pick up a child theme. They're able to customize it, you know, tweak it out a little bit. Uh, so we kind of have two different users. Uh, so we have the web designer developer who can who can take it and use it on multiple projects and knows enough about Divi and CSS uh, to make it look different for each client. Or we have the one user who uh, maybe they don't know any of that stuff but they love the design and they don't plan on changing it and they're just gonna use it once and it's a way for them to take that design and just change their content. Uh, so those are uh, two ideal users for us. Both of them are saving time and money. The web designer developer is making money off of the child theme. That was great, Gina. One thing I wanna jump in, something that I've noticed, uh, in addition to those two customers, um, I, I see almost kind of like a middle customer kind of in between where they're a professional they're they have clients that are paying them to build them websites, but they don't know any code. They don't know CSS. They don't know HTML, anything. Um, and, and really I think the page builders are kind of breeding this whole new generation of web professionals. And I think Nathan Weller uh, in a divination episode uh, called them Divi power users. And so um, I see those coming out and, and, and purchasing my, my products um, you know, they don't know how to do, you know, some of the more technical stuff, but uh, they're able to uh, get clients and people pay them to basically configure WordPress, set up a child theme and, and add content and so forth. And so um, I think that's uh, I mean, you can debate whether or not that's part of the um, professional um, customer that, that Gina was talking about. I see it almost as being a separate one just because, um you know, they're basically using just the built-in settings and not really taking it a step further like Gino mentioned. 
Great point. Yeah, and I'll throw in another another aspect, and that is for me, if I was going to build a website, I'd probably start with the child theme, primarily because I don't have any design skills at all. And so, you know, I'd be better off with a chalkboard and a piece of chalk if I'm trying to design it. <laughs> um, but uh, to start with a great design, great layout, you know, something that's well thought out, creative, colors, you know, kind of already coordinated and uh, you know, that, that kind of thing is would be really helpful for me if I'm building a website. So. Uh, fortunately, I have good friends like Gino and Andrea, and so I don't have to come up with designs. They just give me designs. But um, if I had to, uh, I'd be looking at a child theme just to get that head start in the design. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much in the same boat. And with our child themes, I've seen, like Gino was saying, the people who can get in and customize the CSS, make it their own. I've also seen some great sites just taking the out-of-the-box uh, premium child theme, changing content, and... Um, you know, changing pictures, text, and they come out looking great. It's amazing how much uh, good imagery and um, and content uh, web copy can can really uh, make a website stand out. All right. Well, um, I guess now that we've kind of kind of talked about uh, what a child theme is and what its uh, benefit is to to the end users, uh, we'll we'll kind of get to the uh, the primary topic of this uh, of this podcast and what a lot of people are probably uh, tuning in for is uh, selling Divi Child themes, what our experience is, what the, what the pros are, what the cons are, uh, ups, downs, pitfalls, uh, thing, things that we've uh, kind of learned in our experience. So um, I, I guess if somebody kind of wants to start and tell their, tell their child theme story and how they, how they got started, and, uh, we'll, we'll kind, of, kind of jump around the board here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to nominate Gino uh, because he was the first one in the Divi community to, to, to do premium child themes. So I agree. I, I agree. I love to hear that story. <laughs> well, uh, thanks. I wasn't actually the very first. Um, Melissa Love was the first that I know of that created the very first Divi child theme. And it was when I was, uh, when Divi was just taken off and she had been doing this for other web themes. Um, and so pro, she created pro this photo, thing. right? I think she yeah, pro, pro photo. photo. It was photography websites. So shout out to Melissa Love from the design space for that. Um, but I, it totally intrigued me. Um, it made sense. I looked at the business model and I uh, immediately saw the the possibilities and the potential for something like this. So um, for me, ideally, it was okay. Worst case scenario is I build a couple of these out for myself. They never sell, and uh, I have some tools I can use for nonprofits and other clients. Best case scenario is I sell a few. Um, and what it did for me then, so I created my very first one, and it was called Carpe DM, and it was a blogger's website. And I had actually kind of had some sort of extra, uh, from the extra theme feel to it at first. And uh, I put that out and it paid for itself right away because I had about three or four clients who had a very small budget that were friends of mine that I was able to build them a personal blogging website for. And so it paid for itself the time I put into it. Um, then the second one I came out with, Big Sur, surprised me. And that one, at that time, we had uh, collaborated with a few people to put together a actual Divi marketplace. Um, the thought being that, hey, if I just come out there and have child themes, you know, no one's going to buy it. No one's going to understand the concept. But if five or six of us get behind this marketplace idea where everybody can sell their child themes, 
um, then there's there's a lot better chance of it taking off. So uh, we did. We created a marketplace, and that's where I launched Big Sur, and it it took off. It um, you know that first month I must have had you know only four or five sales, but it continued and continued, and uh, uh, in those first few months it just it was uh, at one hundred and seventy five dollars each. It really paid off and took off. Customer support was low. Uh, had a lot of good feedback from everybody who used it. Used it on about six or seven of my own client projects that first six months, so it paid for itself in that way as well. And um, when, then shortly after that, I released another one, Pacific Grove, my third one, and that was when I knew that you know this was going to catch on, and people were going to buy these because people love Pacific Grove. It was one of the Again, you know, Big Sur and Pacific Grove, there was no other ones really out there yet at that time, besides Melissa had launched maybe one or two more as well. And so they were the only child themes on the market, and uh, they did really well. And what I found is the third benefit of it, not only did I have my own free child themes that I can use for client work, um, not only was I selling them and starting to bring in some extra income that I didn't have to invest any further time on, but it... Um, took me up a notch as a developer and people began to to look at look to me as a Divi expert or Divi professional look at this guy's building child themes this guy's building Divi products and so companies started reaching out to me saying hey we want you to do white label for us we see you're a Divi expert you have themes you sell child themes and so that was a really big deal in, in the very beginning and that's what launched Monterey Premier off onto its own uh, web design business as a Divi expert business. And so now, um, even though there, there's tons of people out there, for me, it's still some of my best work is is in the Divi child themes I create because, or now we create as, as a team, it's not just me anymore. It's because I get to show off some of my best stuff without having the clients go in there and change all the design, you know? And so uh, that's that's one of the benefits to me. So I get to show off what I could do if you let me have full control of the design. Um, plus we have products that are bringing in money. And, uh, and so there's kind of like three benefits for us to the child themes. Yeah. To your last point, um, people always say as designers, we're supposed to design for the client, not design for other designers. But with the child theme, you kind of, you get to do that. You get a design for other designers to be able to use it. And so, um, it makes sense that they do so well because it's designers designing for designers in a lot of cases. Yeah, it's it's kind of that like unrestricted uh, creativity that you get to have. Yeah, yeah. The, it really, it, it really shines through. You know, and pretty much you know everybody on this panel we've seen, um, you know how creative they can get with their child themes. Yeah. Your personality comes across in it. I, I know. I know. I saw. I saw Gino talking about how we how we started watching. Um, uh, why am I drawing a blank now, Gina? Your, your last child. Game, Game of Thrones. Yes. I've got a couple kids. I never get to watch TV. But I saw Gina yeah. post about, um, about uh, Game of Thrones. And then a, a week later, he has like, a, a Game of Thrones like, named child. <laughs> Winter Winter so, Fell. Winterfell, yeah. So, so that was pretty funny. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, go ahead, Tim. No, I was going to say, um, for kind of – as, as designers and, and developers and, and web professionals, um, for the most part, we're, we're trading uh, dollars for hours, essentially. You know, we're a service business and we're, we're trading our, our time for money. And so there's always that, that desire, or at least this is how it was for me, 
and I know for so, so many other web professionals, there's always that desire for recurring revenue. Um, uh, I've heard it been referred to as mailbox money, um, you know, waking up in the morning and seeing how many sales you have like that. That's like, you know, I think what a lot of people desire. And so um, child themes are, are really that kind of that next progression, you know, from designing websites to designing premium child themes, because you can uh, take a lot of those skills that you already have um, designing websites and move it over into a, a product that you can create once and, and sell over and over again. And so that's kind of what, what attracted me to, to it initially. Um, like I, I studied business entrepreneurship. I always wanted to have my own business and, um, you know, have some sort of business with products that I could scale. And so I, I was started doing web design full time kind of to bridge the gap between what was next. Like, I don't know what it was. And then I saw people, I saw Gino creating child themes. I was using Divi since it came out. And, um, I just thought like, there's no market there. Like, like, why would I, I don't want to, you know, spend a bunch of time on something that has such a limited market. And then I, I had one product, um, which was a, a plugin, actually a really tiny plugin that I created for a specific client website. I put it on the marketplace. It actually had a decent amount of, of sales. It was a $5 plugin. So <laughs> wasn't anything, um, you know, that made me rich by any means, but it showed me that, Hey, there's actually a lot of people that are not only using Divi, but wanting Divi products. And so then I created my, my first child theme, Royal commerce and e-commerce child theme. And, you know, it really showed that, you know, how big this market is and, and is becoming and, and so forth. But yeah, I think for a lot of people, it's kind of, you know, chasing that, you know, recurring revenue, you know, you're not always, uh, bound by how many hours you have in the day, but it kind of opens things up to increase your income without having to work more hours, essentially. Yeah, and, and, and I like the terms recurring revenue and mailbox money. Um, the, the one term I don't like is uh, is passive income because it's... It's not passive. Yeah, build a product and then have a, uh, have a WordPress update come out and then have to go back and work out a ton of bugs and stay up till three in the morning fixing stuff and then and then see if you call it passive income. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's, it's definitely not passive. Even without WordPress updates, just, um, you know, Divi brings on a lot of newbies and, you know, yeah. those newbies require a lot more hand-holding and so, yeah, definitely not passive. Yeah. And that's kind of, well, he, you know, you brought up the, the thing of when people hear about recurring income and, you know, you get a lot of people who are like, oh my God, quick money. And they can't design for shit. Um, so, you know, that's that's definitely one of the downsides that I see. And that's with any industry. You know, it's not, not just WordPress, not just Divi or anything. Um, but uh, I like Gino, I, I, Gino was the first one that I really saw making child themes. And he, in fact, packaged my first one up for me and showed me how. And probably wouldn't have ever got into it if he didn't offer to do that because I was scared. Um, but uh, like, like him, like I did it just to see if they sell, great. If not, I don't really care because it's like my outlet mostly. And like like you said, Tim, it's, I design it for things that I like, you know. Um, and if I sell like a few, that's just like, I, I don't even think about it. Like it doesn't even, I don't check, you know, the email to see if I get, I, I don't sell a whole bunch or anything. Um, but it's just like surprise money, like extra money. <laughs> um, but but yeah, that's why how I started it was because of Gino and uh and, and, and Leslie, you call it you call it like taco money, right? <laughs> well, right now it's vegan tacos, but yes, <laughs> vegan taco money. That sounds delicious. 
Uh, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about um, our company's um, experience, how we got um, started out, and you know how we kind of ended up where we are now selling premium child themes. Uh, I'll, I'll make it quick. Um, so, so, so like Gino, we we started um, selling on the on the same marketplace, and, and actually at first we weren't selling at all. Um, my partner uh, David Blackman and I got together. And we decided to just put out um, a series of uh, free child themes. And, and what we did is we took the, um, I think it was like, what was it, Divi 2.3 like or something, where they had the cafe and case study, and they came out with those really awesome demos. 2.4. Like, 2.4. 2.4, okay. 2.3, so, 2.4. The one that should have been 3.0. <laughs> I, I actually saw this <laughs> yeah. on one point. Yeah, 2.4 was the one uh, that broke everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that's right, yeah. So, so, so there were some really awesome, um, awesome demos that, that they that they came out with um, at, at the time, and, and people in the groups were like, you know, where can we download these? How do we do this? How do we do that? So, so in conjunction with some tutorials, we we put together this series of uh, of child themes, and you know, people could install them and, and have you know, pretty much look like the exact uh, child theme um, that Elegant Themes put out. And so we put out these free child themes, thinking. All right, you know, they're, they're going to be somewhat popular. People are going to like them, but what we didn't anticipate was the overall popularity of them. Uh, one, and then two, the uh, overwhelming support requests on on things. Uh, how do we change this image? How do we make this do that? And um, so they they were super super successful. I mean, we had you know a few thousand downloads within a, a couple couple of weeks on those child themes and. Um, so yeah, so soon after that, we kind of realized, okay, if, if we're going to release these, we're going to have to support them, and su support's a lot of work. We can't, you know, give these away for free and sit here supporting them for a couple hours a day. So what we did is we developed some um, some premium add-ons uh, for a four builder, uh, footer editor, things like that that we added into the child themes, give people some um, some additional uh, functionality in, inside of them, um, and kind of pulled them off the market. Re-released them with the additional functionality as uh, premium child themes, and that's pretty much how we got our start with uh, you know with four ET uh, demos, so to speak. And then from there, we started uh, developing quite a few other child themes. So uh, I, I guess I guess with that being said, leading into it, we've talked kind of about the pros, the um, the recurring revenue, the mailbox money. Uh, now let's let's get down to earth, maybe with some of the people out there, <laughs> and talk about. Us. Some some lessons learned, um, you know. Uh, you well, know some some of the I'm not going to say downsides, but some of the things that you weren't expecting that may have been more difficult once you got into the uh, premium child theme market. Well, I, you know, I haven't put one out in a while. Um, I was realizing I think it was until uh, not since maybe October of last year I haven't put one out, and I'm kind of glad now. I, I just happen to be busy with client work, but with all the most recent updates with Divi, I'm kind of glad that it sort of worked out that way. Um, just because I feel like this latest round was, you know, some of the buggiest stuff going on. And I didn't really have to deal with that when, you know, with a, with a brand new child theme out right now. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of glad. And in fact, just before we got on Divi chat, I updated all my current child themes from 0.51 to 6.5 and everything was mostly okay. Not, not zero glitches, but, um, but I fix things up really quick. But and I and I always wait every like every few weeks. I'll update them. Um, but yeah, so that's to me um, a con is the, the updates. I mean, it doesn't happen often. In fact, I can only think of one time 
where a child theme developer sort of disappeared from the face of the earth. Um, <laughs> but other than that, I can't think of anybody who's kind of done that. But, but you know, you have to support these child themes for possibly, you know, until you're in end of your business. I don't, I don't know what happens after that. But, um, you know, you got to think about that long term. Yeah, that's a really good point because not only, you know, it's just support in general, but um, with you're kind of at the mercy of not just Divi, but WordPress as well. You know, WordPress products in general, yeah. you're kind of at the, the mercy of, you know, the WordPress updates, but it's kind of, it's doubled you know, because it's a product for Divi. And so as Divi updates, you have to make sure everything's compatible. As WordPress updates, you have to make sure it's compatible. And then <laughs> as I'm learning now with Divi Overlays plugin, now there's an infinite amount of premium plugins out there and free plugins that have to make sure, you know, don't conflict with, with Divi overlays. And oh um, yeah, so support <laughs> bug fixes, those are, are definitely the downsides that, you know, it's not, uh, you know, create it once, sell it over and over again and call it a day. You know, it's, it's create it once and then constantly update, fix, add new features, support all along the way. So, um, yeah. And, and then it's always nice when you're, uh, Child themes conflict with with your plugins. <laughs> your own. And we haven't even talked about the whole, um, you know, the like Gino, your custom one click method. You know, all that's another thing on top of all this customization. Um, you know, maybe you know, what if you're coming into this, and you're like, okay, well, I want the one click thing too, because you know, whatever's faster is better. Um, it's not just that simple. You can't just go out and find the plugin. You know, they made that. Um, and there are, I think, I've seen options out there, but I've only heard mixed things that, you know, not everything works perfectly. Um, but, I mean, that's a whole other can of worms right there. Yeah. Yeah, the the installation process is uh, def definitely something that you want to figure out before you start selling premium child themes. We, we created our own um, one-click installation process a, a couple of years ago, and that's like everything else. I mean, WordPress core um, updates to make changes, and, and you've got to update your, your installer that, that, that we had um, a, a lot of it custom coded. Um, there are third-party solutions out there, but, uh, you know, there's things like uh, importing Divi theme options and customizer settings, the things that most solutions out there don't do that you're going to have to, to think about doing in your own um, uh, installer. So... We've, uh, you know, had that with our child themes for, for a while now, but it's it's something that you have to keep up in addition to the child themes themselves. So, uh, I, I want to hear uh, Jerry talk about uh, Jedi. Yeah, Jedi. Yeah. I was debating <laughs> on how much uh, pitching I should do on this show. <laughs> but pitch, away. I get into pitch away, Jerry. We like it. It's child theme related, so. <laughs> Before I pit, I get into the to the Jedi. So uh, just going back to the support for a second, like you really have to just you know think through all of the elements because um, we, well, I just had an experience because we had one of our child themes that a customer purchased, and in one of the recent, um, it's hard to pinpoint exactly which release it happened because there are so many. But in one of the recent Divi releases, uh, there was a well some d new divisions added inside the modules. And so, for example, like the divider module now has an inner divider module, and the text module has an inner text module or div, and uh, and so that that just across this whole website that this guy had built out just you know wrecked havoc. There was things formatting weird, and uh, you know all the custom CSS and everything that we had done to to do that had to be adjusted, and 
it was it was pretty challenging actually to find a way to do it to not break a bunch of other things and so um, that long-term support and and that kind of stuff is definitely something to factor in uh, because especially you know it's great you know to sell the theme and stuff but then when someone's site is suddenly a wreck <laughs> there's a lot of you know anxiety for you for the customer everybody you know involved to, to get that squared away so that's definitely something you want to factor in as far as uh, going forward but moving on to uh, what you should buy next uh, it's not out yet but uh, <laughs> yeah I've been working on uh, well basically I started because I was working on a child theme my first one just released it's called hope monterepremier.com slash product slash hope and uh, go there <laughs> you'll find it and uh, Andrea designed it and so you guys know her designs and love them they're awesome and uh, then I put it together developed uh, you know the layouts the pages and then added in the code for it but I was super frustrated and I'm the kind of guy who just like if I don't like how it's working I just I got to get it right and Gino kept saying push it out get it done hurry up and so eight, eight months Gino's later, like Nick just push it out we'll get into the support guys if something's wrong <laughs> So eight months later, I'm like, I really don't like this installer. I just, it's just horrible. It's, it's not a good process. And so I decided to just write my own. And so Jedi is uh, that product that I started working on for that particular child theme, but I'm in the process of opening up to be used for, you know, pretty much any Divi child theme, any layout pack or whatever. And uh, Jedi stands for Jerry's easy demo import. And so the idea is, <laughs> Uh, you build your demo site, uh, which is your child theme, right? You're going to build a demo site for the, the theme anyways. Install the Jedi Master plugin. Appreciate the names. Um, oh, Jedi awesome. Master plugin. <laughs> it's one click. So you hit the export button, unless you want to change some options, but you just hit the export button. It uh, grabs all the details, all the posts, all the settings, the options, the menus, you know, all of that. Uh, zips it up into a package and you just click on the, the zip to download it and then that's your product. You can give that to your customers. They can install it as a plugin or a child theme depending on how you packaged it. And uh, it's a one-click export, one-click import, and uh, hopefully going to make that process you know a lot smoother and easier, especially for those who don't want to get into the code to develop their own installer and export and all that kind of stuff. So That's awesome. Uh, What's yeah. really neat is, is it comes packed when it creates the child theme package um, it, it installs Jedi which is different than Jedi master Jedi is the, the piece it, that imports everything and that comes built in Jedi master is the premium product that developers purchase so Jedi is the output oh. the one click install Jedi master exports and packages everything and it's not exporting an xml file like everything else has done in the past the problem with an xml file is they're downloading everything from the demo site which if it's two poor servers it's going to time out and be slow well this package is everything including the images in the package so it doesn't have to access your server to get everything Ooh. So your demo site can be down. You could change it, move it. It doesn't matter because everything's packaged in here and done in a completely different way than WP import export uh, or the, any of the one-click demo installs or anything else that's out there on click uh, plugin. Totally different method, and it's pretty ingenious. That's awesome. I, I can't wait to use it. One question. Um, what about plugins? So for, for Royal Commerce, 
there's a lot of extra e-commerce functionality that is in the form of plugins, some of them uh, custom, some of them repository, some of them premium plugins that we got licenses for. So is it going to account for that as well? It will eventually. Uh, I'm trying to avoid the trap I fell into on Hope and just keep developing it until it's absolutely perfect and yeah. featureful. So uh, the first release, which it hopefully will be uh, releasing uh, like a beta version at the end of this week and then uh, the full stuff, you know, in the coming weeks. But uh, the first round is basically it'll give you an option to suggest a plugin and they can and it has a link. And so you can, you know, set them up to be able to download it. But that's, you know, round two. Actually, there's a bunch of stuff, you know, so I want to add in customizer features because I've built in a separate customizer plugin to easily create customizer controls for people who don't know how to do the code. Um, and you do it from within the customizer to create customizer controls for your product. And uh, so it's pretty sweet. But but yeah, so there's lots of future stuff I'd love to do. Uh, hopefully, you know, the product gets enough traction and doesn't break too bad to uh, <laughs> allow it to keep moving forward. <laughs> if you sell it, you have to put like a little question that somebody like a Star Wars question and somebody has to answer it correctly to be able to buy it. Except for me, because I wouldn't know the answer. <laughs> one, one recommendation to any diehard fans is to go look through his code when you buy it. You'll, you'll be pleasantly <laughs> pleased. With, uh, I when we were in Orange County, Jerry went to the restroom and I downloaded his whole uh, his whole uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's put, it this, let's, let's put it this way. Even Elster was impressed with the comments. Oh. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's two thumbs up then. <laughs> All right. Very, very nice. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, so we've, we've touched on, um, you know, so, some of the, the things that, that you're going to have to have uh, if you're planning on uh, building um, premium child things and selling them uh, support. Uh, you know, which can take up a good amount of your time. Um, our company, we've we've actually hired a full-time dedicated support person. Uh, I still do a pretty good amount of support, escalated ticket uh, type things. I know Jerry does uh, the majority of the uh, Monterey Premier support. Leslie, who does your support? Me. <laughs> but I don't, I don't get very much. I think since I started January of last year, I've had like five, and this is with Gino's Monterey Premier. I think I've had like five people that needed help and oh, you know yeah. like two of the times it wasn't even my child theme but whatever they, they don't believe you yeah, so. yeah you, 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 get, you get the fair amount of people with um and, and, and you have to learn where to draw the line because you get a lot of people with general wordpress questions yeah. and general divi questions and yeah. you, you have to balance yeah. between being helpful and also allocating your time properly if it's oh, something that's completely um divi related you might have to say look contact elegant themes about it this is a divi issue and that's something to bring up too. You know, we may not all target to the same type of user. Um, like for mine, I, I put it on some of mine that they have to know some basic CSS and HTML. I wouldn't say mine are the most beginner friendly. I don't try to target to beginners. Um, if that means I lose or I sell less, that's fine with me. I don't care um, because of the support. That's, you know, I, I don't have the support to deal with. Um, so even in fact on this next one, um, yeah, it's going to be like even bolder, like just don't even buy it if you, because it, it won't do them any good if they don't know how to code, yeah. um, you know, and they're just not going to be happy with it. So, you know, probably one of my, I think we all probably have like five, at least five just sitting there half finished. I've had some that are just, you know, I just haven't got to them. But, um, you know, on, on the next couple, I, I, you know, my target audience is more for developers um, or, yeah, 
developers who maybe can't design like Jerry. <laughs> yeah, 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 we we get more along the lines of like like ten support tickets today. That's, that's also with, yeah, that's also with, with plugins, and then uh, you know the thing about support tickets, like you're saying, is some of you know they don't all finish the same day, and so people might take mm -hmm. uh, yeah. a week to get back to you, and then all of a sudden everybody decides to get back to you all at once on yeah. a Friday, <laughs> and here you have like twenty support tickets in your queue. Um, waiting to be answered. So it's, it's definitely something that you want to play in the head on. If, yeah. if you do get super busy in support, um, you know, uh, I, 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 I guess my biggest uh, piece of advice is have some killer documentation. Oh, yeah, uh, that's what I want. Yeah, the instructions, yeah. Yeah, and, that, and that's a lot of work. Have, have killer instructions, documentation, FAQs that you can refer people to, and hopefully they, they check that out. Uh, you know, there's different methods of throwing those in front of people before they actually send you a support request with like help scout and Zendesk and different, different, um, you know, support options like that, but have, have, have great documentation, have great FAQs, have great, uh, you know, demos of your products. And then hopefully that's going to mitigate some of your uh, support down the road. Um, something to know, you know, when a lot of people who, if they buy them, you know, for whatever reason, um, it's really hard for people to imagine a child theme, that isn't, you know, like say there's a landscape child theme. It's really hard for people to not only see the landscape child theme. It can, you know, most of the times, most of these themes can be used for a lot of different types of industries, but people don't have that imagination or the vision. So if you can show, like, I think Gino's pretty good at this. Um, and uh, a couple other people, um, I can't think of the exact themes right now, but some have like demos showing, you know, separate types of industries of what it could be used for. And I think if you can put the time into that, that would certainly help you probably sell more. Um, yeah, because people yeah. just don't, you know, it's hard for everybody who's a, not a creative person to just envision it. Yeah, and, 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 and exactly because of that, uh, we're, we're getting ready to, to release, we call them service, uh, child, service child themes. And they're plumbing, electrical, attorneys. And for the people like that, we've actually, you know, Created separate child themes. Um, they're somewhat the same, the same uh, look and feel. Highly um, focused around uh, conversion, um, you know, calls to action, things like that. But but the content's different. It's all unsplashed images. So if an attorney needs to get in and set up a website real quick within a week, uh, maybe even do it himself or have, have his assistant do it, they can download it, install it, change out text. They can still use the images. You know, ch change a couple things on the site, and they have a something, something that's ready to go. But that, that's very true. Some people have a hard time um, thinking, "Oh, well, this is a, um, a soccer website. How am I going to use it for a uh, CrossFit website or, or something?" Right. Like that. Yeah. 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 I was going to throw in one more con, real quick, before we change. Um, is over developing. I think uh, running a marketplace. Hey, 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 <laughs> My perspective is, is I, I've seen, a, I think, I believe a few of the newcomers that have come up that have maybe outsourced some of the development for their child themes. And so when problems do happen, if they can't reach out to that developer who outsourced the work for them, um, then they can't provide the support they need and they get in over their head. And so I've seen a few people drop out. We've had to take a few people out because they become unresponsive to the customer support tickets. And so what I would say is um, try to uh, keep it within what you do and what you can do. Um, like, like, for example, you know, Jerry's puts a lot of development into it, but he knows it inside and out. It's his own code. So, for example, the one click 
that we had, it was kind of a, a, a mixing pot of several different plugins out there that were forked that did the different things that we wanted it to do. We took the widget importer exporter, the customizer importer exporter, the WP uh, importer exporter, kind of put them all together to make them work to do everything we wanted, which created this overbloated sort of plugin. And that's why Jerry didn't want to deal with it because customer support for that is, is a pain in the butt. So doing it his way allows him to be able to fix it, go in there, understand it and know it. And so the same with my child themes before Jerry, uh, they were very limited in some of the customizer functions and features because I wanted to stay within my comfort zone so that I can answer questions very easily. And so my recommendation would be is uh, try to stay within, you know, push your boundaries, but don't outsource any of your child theme work to somebody else unless they're agreeing to do the customer support for you because you'll get yourself in trouble. Right. Or they're they're a part of your, your normal development team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's a good point. Well, and also you, you said over developing. I actually had something else in mind. Um, you know, like when you see people who are just new coming in and they stick every hover animation snippet they can find into their first child game. Um, you know, plan, plan, you know, plan it out. I mean, you don't have to stick every cool idea that you see in the first one. And in fact, it's, I mean, the less is more is one of those golden rules for a reason. Um, yeah. And just, you know, pl plan it out for the next child theme or make sure it's appropriate, you know. Um, yeah. and, and, and why aren't the hover effects working on mobile? Or <laughs> 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 parallax. <laughs> um, and just two, two other things I wanted to say real quick because we kind of touched on documentation. Um, I'm one of those people who I don't like to read instructions. A lot of my clients or pe people who buy my child themes, I'm sure they're the same way. But you have to be able to revert and, and um reference back to the fact that you do have certain things in instructions so that, you know, when you get a support ticket, you can be like, actually, it's right here. You just didn't read it. Um, yeah. So even if, you know, people may not read them, the documentation has to be like as best as you can get it. In fact, most of my time, yeah. if, if not more, goes into the documentation. Yeah, the actual yeah and, and we do ours with Anchor, with anchor Link, so we can send yeah. somebody the Anchor Link, yeah. and they can go directly to the, to the portion of the documentation yeah. that yeah. they need. I, I highly recommend video documentation too. So I, I always do, uh, some people like to read, some people would rather watch a video. And so I do it both ways. So text with images, with screenshots, as well as a video that just walks them through from That's start true. to finish. Yeah, yeah, everybody learns different ways. Uh, you know, some people are uh, video and audible learners. Some people just like, like to read and they learn better that way. So it's good to have. Yeah, both. and some people like Leslie, like, to choose neither of those options, and <laughs> she bought baby overlays, and she's messaging me, Tim, how do I do this? I'm like, did you like read the instructions, the documentation, watch the video? I even <laughs> told him, I'm like, dude, I'm not gonna wow. do that. <laughs> I just figure it out. <laughs> but, it's, but it's Leslie, come on, I gotta help you. Yeah, Leslie knows what she's doing, so she can get away with it. He just called you out on live TV, I man. Know. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, you, you said it yourself that you never liked to read instructions. I'm just providing an example to your statement. <laughs> uh, something I, I want to get into before we go into our uh, final thoughts and advice is, uh, which I think is important to um, people people watching right now, uh, the difference between um, a premium child theme and a, a layout pack with, with Divi. Uh, we get a lot of uh, emails and questions about that, people asking, you know, what the difference is, what the benefits are with either one. So if, if somebody wants to jump on that real quick and, and explain the difference, and pros and cons. 
I'll, I'll take a, a stab at it and someone else can, can jump in if I leave anything out. But um, really a, a layout pack is typically um, a design that is usually it's, it's confined to what you can do in Divi using the, the Divi page builder controls. I've seen some layout packs that will, will come with some custom CSS to go along with it. Um, but a child theme usually has a lot more customization. Usually the, the style.css file has a, a lot of custom CSS code. Um, uh, a child theme can have a, a custom header, custom footer, um, additional functionality in the functions.php file. Um, and so a child theme is usually um, a lot more um, customized where a layout is usually just more of a, a layout than it is a, a full-blown you know, ready-made website. That's kind of how I look at it at least. I like it. Um, yeah, yeah. So, something I'm, I'm going to say on the um, sort of the functionality side of it. A, a lay, layout packs are great for um, you know uh, within Divi importing a section or a module, uh, some, something that's that's uh, that, that's uh, well designed and, and people can import into maybe existing aspects of their of, of their website. Now, something you're not going to get with with layout packs and the, and the JSON files that you can export. From Divi, uh, you know, you're, you're not going to get a menu structure. Um, you're not going to get widget setups. Things things that you can package into a a, ch a child theme package, you can't do with standard Divi layout packs. Um, so so that's one of the that's one of the differences between um, premium child themes and, and layout packs. Yeah, and and one one downside to to layout packs is if you want to typically all the styling is done in the page builder, and if you have you know one page, multiple sections, all these modules and rows, and then you have it, you know, it's a layout pack, and so there's multiple pages. Well, then if you want to change, like, the font, if there's any fonts that are defined in the page builder, you have to go in each module individually. Um, so I, I've never released a layout pack. Gina, maybe if you want to address that, um, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, no, that's that's why we we sort of released the layout packs free. It's a great learning tool for people who are learning Divi and want to build up a library. Um, it's it's more of a sort of a hobby of sorts, or for the client who bought Divi and wants to be able to get in there and customize it, but needs a head start. And so we have you know our library packs with all our modules and our our library to use. But as a web designer. I can't imagine going in and taking 15 pages and going through each page and each module and updating the settings in each module to match the new style of the website. That would drive me crazy. So, uh, you know, so our layout packs are designed so there's very minimal use of the settings for the style anyways. Um, all our style is set up in the customizer now. Uh, we utilize CSS and a style sheet but we factor that all into the customizer. So if you want to customize our custom settings that we have on the different pages, you can go into the customizer and do it in there. So it's still very easy, but it's not done in the Divi settings. Uh, we want one place for people to make all their changes, and we've decided the customizer is the place to go for that now. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And the reason I brought it up is, I don't know if it was a Divi 100 layout pack that was released. And I was like, oh, this is great. You know, it was a, a low-budget client project, and it was, yeah, fonts were defined in the page builder, yeah. colors, and I was like, oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, and, and, and here's the thing. Uh, you, have those, you have those page settings, um, you know, when, when you use the Divi Builder, you have those page settings, which do allow for custom CSS, but those don't, um, those don't export and import in, in a layout pack, which, uh, which I, I think is being addressed by the uh, ET 
team, and, and that'll make layout packs a little bit more powerful than they currently are. But it, you know, th th there's there's certain things that just don't translate across the board. Um, yeah. So layout packs definitely have their their place. They're extremely powerful and helpful um, for not only people like us who are making them to give away for free. Uh, you know, uh, you know, whether it be just uh, as a general giveaway or as a lead generation type tool. But it, it still has a ways to go. So premium child things are definitely more powerful. People can install them and have a ready-to-go website much sooner than a, a layout pack. And they're not going anywhere, despite what you might read in the yeah. <laughs> Facebook groups. <laughs> they're not going anywhere. Yeah, they're, they're, they're awesome. <laughs> we, we use them all the time. I, I export yep. stuff from different sites and import them into new sites all the time. It's extremely, it's extremely powerful. And as, uh, as, as one of the only Divi marketplaces out there, too, I can tell you that sales show the same thing. They're not going anywhere. Uh, yeah. things, things have not slowed down. Let's just put it that way. It's yeah, and, and Gino, you don't have to lower your, your prices. <laughs> I'm not going to. People do seeing, buy them at that price. Not only do they buy them, surprisingly, at a, at a, at a pretty good rate, uh, sometimes I'm surprised that. Um, but at the same time, we're starting to see people finally realize the amount of investment that goes into, and they're raising their prices as well. And we're seeing some great products. Uh, Alley was released recently in the marketplace. It's a beautiful theme, well-designed, and it's it, for good reason. It's one of our best sellers. And uh, so when we see quality design, quality product, um, you know, that people are, are willing to invest in, in a good, solid, quality product. And so uh, we're seeing good, good results. Um, in the marketplace. We're seeing good stuff. All right. Um, um, just real quick, if you're going to get into this business and it might be your first um, foray into e-commerce and having a, a store on your site, um, don't forget your terms and conditions and privacy policy because that's totally different can of worms. Um, anything yeah. you can think of to cover your ass. <laughs> yeah, re refund policy, terms and conditions. Yeah. There's a big legal, legal aspect to it if you're a product might potentially crash somebody's website, but down at any yeah. point, you don't be, you don't want to be liable for that. And there, there's various yeah. resources out there, um, which is probably a whole other episode in and of itself. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> legalese for WordPress products. Uh, I, I think now that we're we're coming up on uh, on an hour here, um, pretty shortly, uh, let's let's give one parting piece of advice to maybe yourself uh, when you were just starting out um, selling child themes, or maybe to uh, to your children or your or your dog. Um, you know, in, in the future, if they're planning on getting into this business, what's the uh, what's the the one piece of advice that you would give them? Let's start with uh, Mr. Streifler. All righty. So um, I would say um, my my parting advice uh, comes down to to marketing. Um, while for for many web designers, uh, the barriers to entry into creating products is is pretty small. Um, especially once Jedi comes out, it's going to be even easier. To uh, have a turn a website into a, a premium child theme, but um, you know, just because you you create a child theme doesn't mean that you're going to sell a bunch of them. Um, you know, there are are things you have to do to to, to market your product. Um, putting it on uh, Monterey Premier, the marketplace, is a, a great way to kind of get your feet wet and and, and so forth. Um, but the the market has become saturated, and so that would be my one piece of advice is. Um, have realistic expectations. Um, you absolutely can make a living from selling premium uh, Divi products, um, but it doesn't happen overnight. It takes time um, to, to build that up. Excellent. All right, Leslie. Um, uh, oh, gosh. I had, a, I had a thought. Damn it. 
come back to me. I lost it. <laughs> Sorry. Leslie's advice is take your take your uh, ginkgo by low. What was it? <laughs> I forgot what it was. I'm sorry. Come back to you. Uh, we, 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 we come back to you. We come back to you. It's a vegan let's diet. Let's bacon. Let's let's jump over to Leslie to Jerry, and we'll come back to to Leslie. She'll get it. Yeah, I'll I'll jump in and rescue her. Um, so my parting thought would be do it for the experience, uh, because you know, like Gina was talking about earlier, uh, when you're doing your own product, you get to do whatever you want. And so if you want to go crazy on the design, you want to go crazy in the code, um, and learn some things, uh, you know that that there's great experience in it. And so for the past, you know, six or eight months, however long I've been working on that child theme, uh, you know, I it's I I look at it as education. I I took a course in. PHP, I took a course in, you know, putting things together and I, I, it was a good, good education. I really appreciate it. It's valuable. And, you know, going forward, there's going to be a great, great use of the things that I learned and, and everything. So um, I would say do it for the experience, not necessarily, you know, it's not a get rich quick kind of thing, uh, but it's, it's a valuable, valuable learning opportunity. And so that's my recommendation. I thought of mine. All right, let's go. Okay. Um, if have your friends test it, um, I, that's something we do um, in our like circle of in, in our Slack or whatever. Um, just have your friends test it. You know, we all tend to use have our favorite browsers. Um, some of us are Mac, some are PC. So you know, you kind of get a good a good little um, test test pool there. Um, so yeah, do that. A lot of testing. Yeah, better to have uh, problems arise with your friends than with the, the public. So. <laughs> and they'll probably help you if they can. So. Oh, definitely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Mr. Q. Well, uh, I, w I would, uh, as uh, echo Jer what Jerry said about you know doing it for yourself uh, first and foremost. Uh, that's basically for me. That was the big takeaway. Um, not only in learning, you know, I, I have all these great designs that I've done with client for clients over a period of time, and I'd like to take pieces of them and create my child theme. And so it was uh, definitely wasn't my primary income, nor did I expect it to be. It was a secondary income. And so, you know, going into it with that thought process that, you know, if I can get a few sales here and there, great. But let me learn something in this process. And the other part of it was, um, get into the head of your users. Uh, for me, designing it and building it is easy. It's making it user-proof that was challenging. And so I got into it, you know, what that did for me is get into the who are the Divi users. And I did that by being in the Facebook groups and in the community and listening and helping and figuring out what people's problems were, what their knowledge base was, what their level was, so that I knew what I shouldn't do and what I could do and get away with and walk them through over the phone or in an email. So kind of know who the users are and target them, market them, and make it clear in your description of the product who your target audience is. Uh, so it's a great marketing type uh, mental practice as well. So know your users and uh, build it for yourself first. Can I have one more f final thought that I that Gina reminded me that I, I really wanted to say on this episode? Um, sorry, Corey. Oh, that's, that's fine. Um, and that is designing a product, a premium child theme. The thought process is different than designing a website. Uh, Gina uh, alluded to that. Totally. And because um, when you're designing a website, you, there's usually like an infinite amount of ways to, to do something to get that end result, right? What the user sees. But when you're designing a product, you have to think 
of how the user is going to customize it. You know, like, are they going to want to change this thing right there? If so, you better not, you know, hard code it. Um, and so, yeah, you got to have to think through those things. So I, I guess I kind of just reiterated what Gino said, but it's very important. Yeah, like you yep. can't use a span in a text module. People don't even know HTML. I mean, you know, like there's certain ways you have to style things, not yeah. necessarily what you might do for a client. Exactly. Yeah, uh, my, my parting advice is uh, don't get into this to, you know, get rich quick or, you know, um, make money overnight, quit your job, anything like that. Get into it. Nobody's going to listen to that part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Get, get into it if it's your if it's your hobby, it's your passion. Start yeah. out with it as a, a test, a, a litmus test of something that you're going to do. Yeah. Um, if, if you're working a full-time job or if you're freelancing, don't don't expect to, to start having supplemental income uh, overnight. Just get, get your feet wet, have fun with it. And slowly grow into it, and reach out to the community. Uh, we're here. Uh, send us a message. We've we've been there, done that. We've made our fair share of mistakes. We've had our uh, share of successes that that we can uh, you know um, a, a explain to you and, and share with you. And uh, you're, you're not alone in this. So reach out to the community. So all right. Well, we, we charge a thousand dollars an hour. Yeah, that's it. We split it between the, the uh, everybody in the chat. <laughs> we, we, we buy vegan tacos with it. Which are like twice as expensive as regular tacos. Yeah, exactly. That's why we have to charge a thousand dollars an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Leslie, I, I think you got that from Josh Pollock at Caldera Forms, actually. Oh, maybe. <laughs> vegan tacos. All right. Well, we're coming up on an hour, so so we're going to wrap it up. But there goes uh, episode. It's episode 38. 38. Ooh, oh my gosh, how time flies. In the books. Uh, all right, well, uh, it, was, it was great seeing everybody on the episode, and thanks to everybody for tuning in. And uh, you, can, you can find us, of course, on YouTube. Just search for, uh, for Divi Chats. Uh, Facebook, I believe, is uh, facebook.com slash Divi Chat Podcast. Uh, we're pretty much everywhere, Divi.chat. Uh, we're on Twitter under Divi Chat. Uh, so Google us, you can, you can find us. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Have a good night. Cheers. Look for Jedi. <laughs> <laughs>